course. We're not online, right? We are? <laughs> I thought it was funny. It's, uh, he said, my son's a lunatic. And he throws himself in the fire. But you know what's interesting? He actually was wrong about his son. His son wasn't a lunatic. He was, he was demon-possessed. So isn't it interesting that um, people always want to make the assessment to God of what's wrong with another person? And, and we're usually wrong most of the time. Hey, just came in the room. Good night. <laughs> Have a great week. <laughs> oh, it is good to see you. And um, uh, <laughs> hey, it's the first time I'm seeing my hair since Miss Hanna cut it. Looks really? Pretty good. Looking yeah. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter Dawn was. Uh, we were. I was showing her a clip in there. She's like, "What's what is Ricky doing with the mon- with the computer?" And then uh, the. It shoots over, and you could see a little bit. She goes, is he looking at himself in the mind? I said, no, it's actually delayed by 15 seconds, so he's not actually, like, you know, doing anything. (laughs) But she said, no, I think he's looking at himself. No, he's (laughs) taking comments from people, but uh, it did. uh, So We're out there, baby. We got uh, Amy's here, Robert. Amy. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Amy. Hey, I want to let you know I cried cried this week. Mm. Um, It was on Monday I cried. And literally, a tears in my eyes. Not a single tear, multiple tears. Multiple tears. Did you know why I cried? Anybody want to guess why I cried? You heard, um, bumping down the kiss from the rose on a day. I'm on a week No, no, uh, uh, I like that song, though. Seal? Seal. Yeah, yeah, he's one of my favorite. Um, no, I heard the New England Patriots that it began uh, free agency. Oh, the spending and oh yes, they began it. putting together, together a team. So if you're out there, uh, Dan Piscazio, is he out there? Uh, oh, know. he's not out there. You tell me when Kathy logs on, okay? All right, because I want to dog out the Buffalo Bills because we're coming. They brought uh, Emmanuel Sanders into the Bills. Oh, they did? They yeah. grabbed him? They yeah. Grabbed him up. Yeah, he's been in, what, 12 teams in the last um, well, not as 11? Well, not as Aguilar or Aguilar. <laughs> Who's got Fitzpatrick? Redskins. Redskins? Oh, I think they'll do this good the for them. team. Oh, he's awesome. I like I him. Know. Nothing but good things. What's he got, like 12 children? Yeah, he's got a lot of kids. That's prolific. He's got those, uh, got, yeah. Yeah. That is prolific. Well, we have, uh, we have a good uh, discussion tonight, and... I, you know, I was reading over the notes, mm-hmm. and sometimes I am really just surprised how much God has been using Crosstown. And some I of you were going to go a different direction. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> really, I'm surprised just how good. <laughs> oh, no, I was. I caught myself at the last moment. <laughs> anyway, so you got a stimulus check? You sharing that stimulus check with me? <laughs> okay, we have more people coming in. All I right. do not see lobster, though. I do not oh. see lobster. <laughs> Yeah, brownies and milk. Oh, and I am and my colon doctor just said I can't have brownies nor milk. Oh, oh man, man. Wah, man. Wah, wah, wah. No, I'm gonna tease it. You're fired. Um Yeah, but it is St. Patrick's Day and we are yeah. driving into the Oh St. Patrick's the Day. Saint, what does Jim Gaffigan say? The patron saint of the patron saint of drinking or yeah. getting drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Irish. Yeah. Um, that's why I think somebody said uh, that's why God invented alcohol. 
Mm-hmm. Was to keep the Irish from ruling the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, should right. I tell the one about why they can't don't let women from Jersey go in the? No, okay, all right. <laughs> no, not that one. That, it never gets a laugh. You <laughs> think I? Why would I want to record I, that? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here, and yeah. we do really have some good stuff here. Yeah. Um, that has a lot to do with learning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I'll take us there. There we go. Heavenly Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for everyone here and for um, everyone joining us online. And Lord, I just pray that you'll bless our conversation as we look over uh, these principles that we get from your word and as we kind of break them out and talk about them and discuss them in length. Give us wisdom and understanding. Help us just to continue to grow more and more in your likeness. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Uh <laughs> Jumped the gun there. No, I did. I did. Close my prayer off? No, that's good. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about creating a learning community. That's Mm -hmm. really big. And you may not have thought of how big this really is. So we're going to uh, talk about uh, learning in different spaces. And this is something that God gave us. And I think it it really didn't catch a lot of ground. I mean, because it's a real abstract concept, mm-hmm. but it's it's really in there in the scriptures. So we're going to talk about different spaces that Jesus teaches in, different spaces we learn in, and that there are some spaces that are, are kind of ergonomically designed or architecturally designed mm-hmm. for certain truths to be learned in. That sometimes we try to commute a biblical truth in the wrong space. So, yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting that there are some spatial uh, connections that go on with uh, learning certain things. So we're going to talk about the first space in general, Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about the public space, or what we call the green space, which tends to be defined as the space of common experience. Everybody's having the same experience at the same time. Uh, shopping in the mall, walking on the battery, going to church on Sunday. In the public space, we tend to feel most comfortable with a zone of about 12 feet around us. So we want it about 12 feet around us. We don't particularly want people moving any closer than that, but that is a public space. Mm-hmm. If someone enters that zone, we may tend to get uncomfortable in the public space. So in the public space, I can handle you up there, but all of a sudden, uh, you know, social sciences have shown, because those are real smart ones, Mm -hmm. have shown that um, (laughs) we get a little bit more nervous. It's kind of like the experience you have when you're on an elevator, and all of a sudden you clam up, you don't talk, or you do something even worse on an elevator. You do talk to a stranger, and it really does bug them out, you know, because that's not the space... We're going to find out that people aren't expecting conversation to take place. So we got the public space, our, 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 green, our green space. Then we are going to talk about the zone in the social space. Now, this is a space of where interaction begins to happen, and we begin to present an authentic snapshot of who we are. Uh, in the public space, we don't reveal anything. You know, when I'm walking through targets, I, I'm not revealing anything. I'm not telling anybody anything about myself. Matter of fact, if you have somebody in, um, like McDonald's, telling people in McDonald's about themselves, we, we usually would say that 
that my son is a lunatic and he throws himself into the fire and into the water. Into yes, the water. yes. <laughs> I mean, we, we tend to think that yeah. poor kid. <laughs> we're gonna, you know, it's a crazy thing. We're going to meet him in heaven. I know. You know? I heard all those jokes you did down there in that yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Though I don't know what a podcast is It's like I'd like to be a part of an inside joke sometime But in a uh, public space we don't reveal anything to us We just move in the realm of common pleasantries But in a space that is a social space We begin to share things it's so, uh, for instance, we begin to share information about our hobbies or um, about fishing. Like, and, and it's like you go to a party you don't want to go to, and you're in the party. Now you're moving into 4 to 12 feet. So you've gone from 12 feet. Now we're in 4 to 12 feet. Okay, so you're now in a party. You put yourself in the party, and now you're having conversations that begin to reveal... Um, a little bit about who you are. It's kind of now your first authentic snapshot to the world around you. And so you're you're talking about what you're interested in. I don't know if you've ever been in a party and, you know, it's usually dudes standing up against the wall someplace and, you know, you're milking a, a gin and tonic and... and <laughs> And it's, I'm, I'm being, I, I'm just being <laughs> hypothetical here. And then you're just like having, con hey, dude, what, you, what do you do? Yeah, yo, what do you do? Yeah. It's like, uh, you like to fish? Yeah. And then you begin to talk about fishing, and then you begin to share a little bit of, uh, about that. So that's a, so we've gone from like public space, a, a social space, which is blue. And now, then we're going to be moving into the next zone called the personal space. And this is the space of uh, private sharings. A personal space. Now, from a standpoint of of human interaction, this happens usually eighteen to four, uh, eighteen inches to four feet. Mm -hmm. You don't want that kind of interaction happening in a public space. Mm -hmm. Now you're allowing people to get within eighteen inches to four feet of you. So, I mean, we're kind of like in a personal space mm -hmm. here. Um, if I was to uh, to ask you to turn in to the person next to you, well. You know, I guess I am the next person next to you, um, and say something, then I would be forcing you into a personal space. It's kind of like when you're at a church, and I can't stand it when they do this. The pastor will say, hey, t turn high. Well, we do that, don't we? <laughs> it's a well, transition. Okay, maybe I do like Maybe, maybe I do like How that. How else should we get from the uh, third yeah. song to your teaching time? Uh, yeah, that, that's right. Well, but, but let's say... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, um, but in the personal space, we're kind of revealing private sharings are going on. And that's why we don't like being forced into it. So you may have a dude who doesn't shake hands with people at church. Hmm. You know, as a Catholic, we used to have, uh, at this time, we're now going to give the uh, something, sign of the peace. Sign of, sign of the peace, and you'd shake hands. And, you know, most of the times we just keep our hands in our pockets. It's like, because it felt like a contrived moment. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I'm not doing anything personal. But, and that's the thing. You get angry if you're forced into a personal space you don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. um, but we choose who's in this space, and the revelation of who you are in this space is considered private. So it's almost as if we understand that if I told you something about me, you knew 
based upon proximity to each other. Isn't that crazy? As as humans, we would know that. Mm-hmm. The fact that you and I were standing within four feet of each other, if I told you something, all of a sudden a protocol is accepted that I'm telling you something private. So that I, if you told somebody else, I could come back to you and say, dude, I, I told you that in confidence. Well, wait a minute, you never said it was in confidence. No, the four, 18 inches to four feet communicated the protocol. But I didn't want everybody to hear this. Right. Or I would have shouted it. Exactly. Isn't that <laughs> yeah. interesting that we, that we make that assumption that if somebody's closer and says something to us, that that information, one, is more private, and two, has a protocol of confidentiality to it. Mm-hmm. I do. If somebody came up to me and said, Paul, I just need to let you know this. I'm going to assume that they didn't want anybody else to know that. Mm-hmm. So this is called a personal space. It's yellow because there's caution involved in it. You know what's funny? On Sunday, Stacy doesn't turn her microphone off mm-hmm. between services, so we, her entire conversation is recorded. <laughs> is it really? Oh, my word. And if we didn't turn it on, oh, yeah. It's, we just Wow. <laughs> and the greatest is the singing is also recorded. Her singing? Mm-hmm. Ooh, we yeah. got stuff to work with here. Just, yeah. Could, <laughs> uh, um, it just reminded me. Cause yeah, not that she's pitching. with other people. Yeah. If they were projecting over this PA... Wow. That would be a whole... That'd be a whole thing. Yeah, she'd be like... And she'd feel violated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So we already know these spaces. Mm-hmm. Okay, then the last space is an area known as the intimate space. This is the space where naked information happens or you expose the naked you in, in an intimate space. A, a perfect relationship of this is husband and wife. There are things that I say to Susan that, you know... She knows she's not supposed to repeat. There are there are interchanges between us that are considered very private, and so they're not supposed to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, accountability partners would be another place yeah. um, where the disclosure in a private space, though it shrunk down, and do I have actually any, uh, no, I don't have any uh, measurements to associate with this, but the uh, even though the, the space is now smaller, the information is much more. The volume of it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I'm I'm in this intimate space, this red space, naked information. Uh, this is information you don't want any everyone to have, and it's information that is a space that is an exchange of the heart. So, mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about these spaces because there are certain things that we're supposed to learn in all these spaces. And we're going to see that Jesus moved and communicated truths in spaces like this. So, uh, he created learning communities. Okay, the first one, let's talk about the public space. Probably the one of the most famous public spaces of Jesus is... The Sermon on the Mount. Exactly. The Sermon of the Mount. It is a broad generalization communication, and it's a common experience. Mm-hmm. That's why he says things, blessed are you, and, and he's just putting out all the beatitudes. They are visional type concepts. They're very general concepts because, you know, there's people in that group in the Sermon on the Mount that are murderers, but yet he's just blessing everybody. I mean, there are certain people in there, but he's, he's saying it to everybody. Mm-hmm. So he's not like, holding certain people accountable in the group. He's just giving out information, general information. 
Um, so it's a broad learning experience. Now, here's the thing is people love this space for the most part. They want to come to a church where the information is very general, very, doesn't necessarily get into my business, doesn't get into my life, just tell me the blessing sides of, of how this goes. And so Jesus is in this space, of the public space, and so he delivers the Beatitudes. Uh, that's why, this just a little thing, when I look at the spaces that Jesus is talking in, I sometimes determine how deep I should dig down on what he says. Because if he's saying, blessed are you for, for you shall see God, he's not communicating highly technical information about, about human beings seeing God. Mm -hmm. he's, the ideas are more abstract. Right. So I don't tend to dig down on what Jesus will say in a common space or a public space as much as I will when we get to that private space. And I'm not saying that there's a difference in the truth. They're all truth. But some, some of the truths have a, more, a little bit more generality. That's why everybody loves Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans that I have for who? For you. <laughs> to give you a hope in the future. Not to harm you, but, you know. And it's like everybody loves that general broadcast of a good future and no harm coming to our lives. I had a... I had a, um, just on that verse, Yeah, there was a pastor that came through CSU one time, big dude, played in the NFL, <laughs> read that verse in front of the entire convocation. That's not for you. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those things. Yeah. It got, yeah, but it's that, that kind of verse, yeah. I can do all things through Christ and strengthen me. Who can? I can. We all Oh, can. Yeah. yeah. How about we, we quote a general big space like uh, God calls all things to work together right. for good. Yeah. We don't want the next part because the next part shrinks the group. Mm -hmm. You know, for those yeah. who walk according to, you know, all, all of a sudden, according to his purposes, all of a sudden the group gets real small. Mm -hmm. So we'll broadcast the one that can generally be accepted for all homo sapiens mm -hmm. walking on the earth. Right. But when it gets a little too specific, we exit that space, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. um, so then he goes to the next space. It's called the social space. And there we have Jesus perform his first miracle. Mm -hmm. It's the wedding feast of Cana, and he performs his miracle because there he's giving a little bit of more information about who he is in that space. Um, he moves differently uh, in that space than he did in the other space. So now he's actually interacting with people personally and requests are being made of him and then uh, he responds as Mary comes up to him, his mother, and talks to him and he provides something for that group that's right there. Mm -hmm. He's not changing wine for everybody. He's in a social space. You mean grape juice? I mean, I mean, yeah, he's not changing grape <laughs> juice for everybody. He's, um, he's, he's, he's doing it for that particular space, for that mm -hmm. social space. Mm -hmm. He's not setting up a paradigm for all spaces for you to pray for grape juice to be turned into wine. Mm -hmm. And if Jesus did it for that group, he'll do it for all groups. No, that's not what was, mm -hmm. that's not what was going on in that space. Mm -hmm. Then we go into the next space with Jesus. I love this one. And it begins to get a little bit more of a rub. Mm -hmm. um, he moves differently in the personal space with the 12. 
Mm-hmm. And what's he asked them? Who do people say I am? Okay. Yeah. Who do people say that I am? He doesn't stand up on the Mount of um, Mount of Olives and and say, "Hey, who do people say that I am?" And then you hear, then, then hear five thousand <laughs> Jewish, you know. Jewish. <laughs> you know, he doesn't. He's not having that kind of conversation with them. But it's now we're in a personal space with twelve that are in this range, and he says, like, okay, who do people say that I am? And, and then ask the question, well, who do you guys say that I am? Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting that he asks different questions and tells different types of truth in different spaces. It's like genetic engineering. And, and this is going to all make sense in a little bit, for, uh, particularly for me, mm-hmm. on how it applied to my life. Uh, what's the next space? Who does he go to the next space with? He goes to the intimate space with uh, Nicodemus. Okay. And I think we're all all aware of this next intimate space. So why don't you read it for us? Yeah. It says, uh, now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. You must be born again. Okay, now as Bible belters, this is the most common, one of the most common verses that we know. But we think that this verse is supposed to be said to everybody. Mm-hmm. Jesus says this verse to the inquirer, not to the general public. See, I remember in the Bible Belt when, or Bible Belt, what here when on I twenty six, it was about fifteen to twenty years ago that there was um, somebody, some Baptist group decided to quote Leviticus about homosexuality and that it's worse than the sin of witchcraft, okay? And so they rented out for $2,000 a month a verse out of Leviticus and put it on this giant billboard. Now, is that a Levitical truth that was communicated to the people of God, the people of Israel? Absolutely. But was it supposed to be on the billboard for the general public? No, it wasn't. You see, this is why when the news crew was filming us about flooding, and then the person that was doing the filming said, hey, Pastor Paul, can I ask you, what is your stand on homosexuality? I told him I wouldn't give him an answer. Not because I didn't have an answer, but this kind of public, that kind of questioning, that kind of uh, asking in this kind of situation, this is not the space for that conversation. Because in order for me to give them the answer, I would have had to go through, okay, well, you need to give me an hour to tell you about who God is, Mm -hmm. how much God loves you, um, and all the other parts of the story. But for you to get a single answer from me, that's for a, not because I'm keeping it secret, but that's a space for intimate conversation. That means there's other things that have been spoken about in that place. There's about revealing stuff. That means there's going to be dialogue going on, mm-hmm. questions and answers. Well, there you have it, folks. Pastor Paul, his church has flooded three times, and he doesn't like homosexuals. You know, it's like, no, they weren't going to do that to me. No, no. No, because that's not the gospel. See, that was not a space for that to be communicated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also what Jesus says to Nicodemus is 
something that is communicated to Nicodemus because Nicodemus already has a certain amount of information. You go up to the average Bostonian, you know, you go up to the average Bostonians and, you know, down in Copley Square or down in uh, uh, Quincy Market, and you say, hey, uh, do you know you got to be born again? You know, you know they're going to flip you off because it, what's the context of this statement you're going to make to me? Um, and I think we have been ineffective by not recognizing the space that we are in with the person. And then we look genetically what is the best space truth to be communicated in this space mm-hmm. uh, I'm Tanya it it and you'll find that certain truths work in certain spaces better than other spaces mm-hmm. because Jesus when he's communicating the beatitude is blessed are you who you know mourn for you shall be comforted you know I don't know which ones of you it is but I'm just saying if you're out there and you're mourning you're going to be comforted. Mm-hmm. So general ideas that are put out there. It doesn't talk about, wait a minute, can you be comforted by God, but yet not confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross? I mean, no, no. But that was not the place for that to be communicated. Mm-hmm. So people always say, did you lead them in the sinner's prayer? You know, did you give them the five points of the rocky road or, or whatever it was? Uh, whatever, it was. Okay, whatever it was. Whatever it was. Romans road. Romans road. Romans road. The rocky road. And then give them a bowl of it after they're done. You might get more done. <laughs> we'll you got to meet I'm their sorry. physical need first for yeah, rocky yeah, road. That's right. Rocky, I'm sorry. I have definitely not been raised in the South. Okay? <laughs> I don't even know yeah. these things. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, if we're going to be effective learners, we must be willing to let God and people move in these spaces in our lives. So if you want to communicate things to your kids, if you want your kids to get certain truths, well, you have got to bring them into these spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why you don't correct a child in front of his friends unless you want the little boy to hate you for the rest of your life. Well, why? I could have taken them somewhere else. You could have sat down and had some Rocky Road ice cream, mm-hmm. and you could have talked and said, hey, you know, Paul, you know, when you did that, you said, back talk to your mom, you know, that's not good. We can't have that at the house. Okay, mm-hmm. Dad. Yeah, and also the affirmation side of it, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're not just spitting out generalizations. Right. Of all children. Oh, no, I remember. Like grabbing him by the head and looking at him right in the eyes. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But you say that in front of his buddies. Yeah, You know, I remember my dad used to, when he couldn't get down to the truth on which one of us lied, he'd line all seven boys up at the same time. We'd pull our pants down and he'd spank all of us. He ended up with, he ended up with seven guys. No, six guys that hated him. The one guy knew who he was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so, um, so a lot of us want to label ourselves as red space people or public space people. Mm-hmm. A red person who says, well, I'm just a red space person. Well, I'll tell you what, they're going to be the kind of person you tell to shut up in public. Okay. It's like, we're not having that conversation here. I don't know. Anybody know a red, you don't have to say call out their name, but anybody know like a red space person? It's like all of a sudden they start blabbering to you private information that, um, does your spouse know that you're telling me this? It makes you feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you just don't feel like you have that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
but also, so there are some people who are like, oh, man, I'm a red space person. It's like, no, you need to learn how to operate in the, in the uh, green space as well. Well, then there's people who will say, well, I'm a public space person. I don't like the... Well, if you do not move in all these spaces, I will tell you, there will be parts of the tr divine revelation of God that you will not learn if you do not dare to go into a red space, there are truths that will only make sense when they are spoken of in a red space. Now, they can be shouted from the housetop in a green space, but they just won't land the right way. It's like a Rubik's Cube type of thing. And so if you're not willing to go into a small group or accountability relationship or a place where you, you reveal yourself and another person reveals what's going on in their life, there are certain truths you just will never get, even if they're told to you from the pulpit. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I, I do a model learning on Sunday morning, Pastor. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, you don't. I, I don't do my, all my learning on Sunday morning. There's some things that, a truth that happens when I get into a different space. So, um, see, in a public space also, if you're a public space only person, that means you're not vested. That means you can just show up and be part of the crowd, but you never really, I, I, I love the old way they used to shake hands. Maybe it was in Ireland or New Zealand or, you know, where the hobbits where they used to have, yeah, oh. where you'd spit on your oh, spit on your hand. Maybe they wouldn't like it. They used to help. It. They used to do that. I was about to say that's. <laughs> and they, and they, and you'd slap hand and it'd be like, like fight. Yeah. No, no, that would be like kind of a way of oh. of verifying that. Okay, my spit was kind of like okay, and your spit, and we're joining the spit together. It was kind mm -hmm. of a covenant type of agreement. Mm -hmm. um, people who just love public spaces are never vested. You know. You know how I know who they are? And, 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 and being vested is a progress. I mean, a progression. You don't just jump in right away. Matter of fact, some people would say, Jesus, I'll follow you anywhere. And then he'd say, well, you know, birds have nests and the fox have, you know. And Jesus is like, listen, you know, you can't just jump in and be vested here. You know, and, uh, and he challenges them about what they're willing to pay in order to get it uh, to become vested. Um, but a lot of people would just come to child. Oh, I really like your church. You know what they're just communicating to me with that language? Is well, they're, this isn't their church. I really like your church, Pastor. It's like, cool, that's great. I now know I'm still on the Sermon on the Mount with you. So I'll just continue to, uh, that means you're not ready for me to, you know, hunker down and get into it a little bit more. And you're not ready to get into it more. And um, you know what's funny, too, if I can just complain for all the pastors that are out there? is that I can deal with everybody in a public space on a Sunday morning, but that public space can walk up to me and they're totally invested and tell me whether or not I'm doing a good job or not and, ha and not be vested at all. They violate the space. Mm -hmm. They violate the space. It's like just because you ate here doesn't mean you, you have a right to throw up on the chef. Mm -hmm. You know, you would think that was rude if you didn't like your meal to go in there. How many people, when they don't like their meal, go back into the restaurant, stick their finger in the throat and throw up? But it happens like every fourth Sunday here at Crosstown, you know. And it's like, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> you know, that? it's not the and, and it's not like you really modified anything because you you weren't you didn't go into a somebody wants to go in that room and talk and say, listen, if you want to get together and talk about it, I'd love to do that. And I will meet them for coffee and we'll talk so that we can become vested together in this. That's why two Sundays ago I was talking about as we were talking about the Holy Spirit. I said, listen. You need to give me three Sundays. Three Sundays. Don't go to another church. If you're trying out churches, 
Don't go to another church next week. Mm-hmm. Stay here for three weeks. If after three weeks you don't feel the draw from public space to this is social space, then okay, then go try another church. But some people think that just a miracle is going to happen on the Sermon on the Mount. And as far as I can tell, you know, that's not what went on in the Sermon on the Mount. So, I don't know. There might have been the five loaves and the, and the fishes, but, you know. Okay. That, that little thing. That little thing that took place there. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, let's take a look at uh, So, we try to avoid the two spaces of, I think, the private and the intimate space. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever been betrayed by somebody in the past, you probably feel uncomfortable with this idea of being called back to the private space. Uh, many of us are afraid people will find out who we are in the private space. And on Sunday morning, you know, Randy, I, I mean, I, Randy, I mean, it's, got, it's a good name. He's from Walterboro. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, probably a total of about two minutes of conversation, and I know a little bit about him, and I know he's a giving man already. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to help and serve other people. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm not going to walk up to him and say, uh, uh, Randy, you cheat on your taxes? You know? <laughs> you know? You know? <laughs> Do not answer. We're alive. <laughs> okay. These will pick you up. Or, or, or I wouldn't even ask him if he tithes to Crosstown. It's like, I don't, why would I think as a pastor I have a right to kick down the spatial walls? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, why would I think that I have a right to reap from a, from, a field that I have not sowed into, you know? Mm. So, um, but a lot of people are afraid that if they get, they'll find out who we really are. Yeah, it's risky. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, and here's the thing about why, about private spaces and intimate spaces and how people don't want to go into them today. Uh, I just kind of came up with this hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. If I told you that, that starting next week, because some people will say, well, I just don't like those kinds of relationships. I don't like the type of spaces. I don't, I don't do that. It's not the way I roll, Pastor. It's like, okay, if I told you that starting next week, I had a job for you that paid $125,000 a year, but it required that over the next month, at times, you and I would have to ride around in a car together um, just maybe, you know, two or three times, uh, maybe six times, during the month, you and I will have to ride around in the car together, but you're going to get paid 125000 a year. Uh, most people would be willing to take that ride in the car. There are very few people who would be like, no, I have to be honest with you, that's too private of a space. I get afraid in private spaces, and I don't want to sit that close to anybody. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody. If I told you that for a year, you were going to meet with a team of five people just twice a week, and then blast off into outer space for a week. Most of us would go. So if I told you you had to, twice a week, you were going to meet with the same group of people for five weeks, and then you're going to have this experience where you're all going to go out in space together, you know, people who were complete strangers, but you're going to meet, intensively meeting, just for five weeks. And then you're going to go blast off together and go in space. Most people would do it. Right now. Right now, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if the U.S. Navy came up to me and said, Pastor Paul, we need you 
to join the space force. No, 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 no. Well, that's a new organization. No, it is. Right. It is. That's no, right. we need you to be a part of Hunter Killer. Oh, we need you to be yeah. Gerard Butler. We need you to go on a submarine, and we need you to sit under the polar ice cap with about 85 people you've never met before mm-hmm. for five weeks, and you're going to stay under there. I would be gone. Okay? I mean, I would be gone. Most of us would do something like that. But when it comes to, hey, would you be willing to come on over to my house? I got about three or four guys. We're going to talk about the Lord. We're going to meet maybe once, twice a week, maybe uh, three times a month. And uh, we're just going to do it for five weeks. We're just going to learn a little bit more about God and what his plan is for our life. Most guys would say no. So we hide behind this, this idea that, well, I don't like tight spaces or I don't like intimate conversations or I don't like getting private with anybody. Oh, no. Contraire, Pierre. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, did I say Pierre? Pierre. Like, uh, like no, it's, uh, what's the skunk? Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. That's yeah. the other guy. Yeah. Um, most of us. It's a, he, guys, if you're out there, you think, well, nah, that's all hypothetical. Well, let me just tell you what guys are willing to do. Guys will get in a boat with a perfect stranger, pay him $400 for four hours to put him on some fish. Okay. Guys will do that all the time. They'll get <laughs> on a boat with, yes, a fishing guide. <laughs> I mean, they'll do that. Oh, this is crazy. It's people who don't want to go out in the ocean or anything will go on a golf trip, <laughs> you know, yeah. and fish for one day. But yet you tell them, hey, would you be interested in joining our small group? No deep water, no nothing. You don't have to pay any money. It's like, no, man, that's, that's not my thing. I was like, okay. So, and the reason why I say all this, not to make anybody feel condemned, is that we go into the spaces we want to go into. There is, other than maybe some people who have been genuinely psychologically shocked, they have like a PTSD Mm -hmm. experience. And there are people that really have that. Other than that, most of us can go into those spaces, but there's not enough enticement for us. Mm -hmm. So, uh, maybe there are some things we never completely learn because the space we limit ourselves to learn in. There are some spaces that you will only learn certain truths about God and yourself if you're willing to go into that intimate space. Well, what's an, in, what's a, an example of that? Well, Jesus went to a smaller space than the 12 disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not in our notes. Do you remember a space that maybe he took three of them into? Yeah, he goes to the Mount of Transfiguration with three right. of them. Yeah. Only three guys experienced the Mount of Transfiguration. I don't care how much they wrote down, only three heard the voices, saw the figures, experienced mm-hmm. the holiness and all that because they were willing to go in a space with Jesus that others might not have dared to go into. There were truths revealed in that space um, that, that others did not learn. I mean, we're all here still trying to figure out what the Mount of Transfiguration was. You know, what do you mean he was turned white? And then Moses and who's the other guy, Elijah? Or, Elijah yeah. yeah, it wasn't Enoch. Everybody, no, that's in the book of Revelations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all of a sudden they see all this stuff. These guys have this experience with God. I'm telling you, there are, there are truths that we can only learn when we get into really tight spaces with God and with other people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say, well, I tried church. And I'd be like, okay, cool. I read the Bible. Okay, cool. All right, let's talk about your spaces. What space did you read the Bible in? Okay, did you do it as a class in college? 
What's oh? So you went to church, okay? And and I will push back on people that well, like for instance, there's maybe another church in town. I'll just use Seacoast for instance. Mm-hmm. And like um, yeah, I went to Seacoast, but I kind of felt like they were. And I've heard said that they're it's kind of like a watered down gospel thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, now here's one thing I know about Seacoast: it's not watered down. Okay, they are God loving men and women of God over there at that church. So what I'll push back, it's like, oh, really? Did you go to one of their small groups? No. Did you go to the Dream Center and serve the outcast and do medical missions with them? Because they do that, you know? Did you go part of, do some of the school programs that they do for the, the underprivileged? And No. Oh, so you went into a general space with about 7,000 other people, and then you just wrote them off. Uh, why? It's because that space could not deliver what you wanted it to deliver. Whether it's Seacoast, Crosstown, Northwoods, whatever church you go to, it will require you to go into smaller spaces. You know, otherwise, if you're not willing to get smaller, you miss the wedding feast of Cana. If you're not willing to get smaller, then you miss the conversation that Jesus has with the disciples. If you're not willing to go smaller, you never hear the truth. You must be born again. I, mm-hmm. I mean, this is, it's in scripture. It's all, mm-hmm. it's ergonomics, but it's, it's scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way information shapes us is changed by the spaces and the proximities that we learn in. Okay, I'm going to do a little experiment with you. Okay. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make you feel, well, no, We're going I'm, to not a, gonna a, a, okay, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Okay, let's do it. Uh, I I'm did ready. this on a Sunday morning. I'm going to do it again. Um, hey, everybody. If you're out there, it's good to see you. Good to see you folks. I just want to let you know God loves you. Okay? God loves you. Now, um, I'm going to take a little bit further. And I'm not, I don't know if the camera will catch this, but uh, if you can still hear me, I'm going to say, same truth. I'm going to, Ricky, mm-hmm. God loves you. Okay? There's a little more going on here. Mm-hmm. Isn't there? Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay? Yeah. Now, I'm just going to just scoot a little closer to you and, and I'm going to say to you, Ricky, I love you. Hmm. Okay? Now they're nervous. <laughs> okay? Isn't that good? Now, you, you might have felt it like, or you might have felt like poor Ricky. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, let's, what's going down here? You know? But seriously, did you feel all of a sudden that awkward feeling? The reason why you felt the awkward feeling was because an intimate truth was be, being communicated in a public space. You knew it didn't fit. But if you took you out of it, the closer I got to Ricky and that I took the truth from God loves you, a very general concept, to God loves you, and then I love you, all of a sudden, for a brief second, both me and him felt a little weird, but a little warm. Did you feel warm? A little bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but... but <laughs> I can't believe you've come to this church. <laughs> For but this no, gold, yeah. But but you know what I'm saying? It was like it all of a sudden got meaningful. Mm-hmm. And if that was a real meaningful moment, Ricky would have walked away and he might have forgotten what I preached on Sunday, but he remembered that I walked up to him and said, I love you. Uh, because truths in the intimate space go into the heart. Truths in the public space float around in the brain. 
And that's why some of us don't grow deeper with God is because we don't go to the intimate spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, so you will forget my next sermon. I have forgotten my last sermon. I really have. I will have to open up a file called, uh, what do we do? Stimulus, Stimulus 9, Week 9, and I will have to read it again to remember to kind of like, okay, yeah, that's right, I'm talking about this. Or I'll have to listen to what Stacy was talking about. Mm-hmm. You will forget it. But you won't forget if I invite you over to my house for the next 52 weeks and we have dinner together and we talk about God for about 45 minutes afterwards. You'll never forget. Mm-hmm. But you'll forget that public space encounter. So we need to realize that if we're not growing in Christ, one of the things, it's not that the truth is wrong. It may be the space we're learning the truth in is wrong. Uh, or the truth that we long to learn cannot be learned in that, in that space any longer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to develop a relationship. I think God engineered it this way so that some truths could not be learned unless another, an intimate personal relationship occurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's veritas uh, genesis. Mm-hmm. Just made that up. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's kind of like there's truth. There are spaces where uh, truth is born in a person's life mm-hmm. and comes alive because only happens in that, or it's like a genetics that happens. Mm-hmm. So, Do you think the, uh, the pandemic is an illustration of this? Absolutely. And why the hu- humanity seemed to be doing worse. Losing our minds. <laughs> we- Absolutely. That's why people are killing themselves. That's why people are over drinking. That's why people are doing what they're doing. It, it, it's because there are certain truths they can't learn. That's why I tell people if you need to stay home because, you know, you're, you're 80 years old and you're afraid or you got cancer or you're on chemotherapy mm-hmm. and you need to stay home and you're dealing with an illness, fine. But if not, yeah, you saw it, and it was in 4K, and it was a good message. But I will tell you, it did not hit you the same way as if you had been here. Mm -hmm. And then if you took that further and took Tim's notes that follow up every sermon, and you were to take them into small group, I'll tell you that sermon will hit home even further. Mm -hmm. But most of us like like the couch space. Mm -hmm. And America... Uh, that's one of the problems is that they, it's, the mask isn't the only thing separating us. The mask created a separation between us and truth because we're afraid to get back in community with people. Mm-hmm. So that was great. I, I appreciate you bringing that out. Um, it, this stuff sound, I mean, I think it's, oh, it's I think it's absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, I used to have little blocks that were sh- different shapes. Yeah, that when, yeah. when, when you came to newcomers, I had uh, the different blocks. I had the red space. And so I tried to say, listen, here's what's going to happen in red space on Sunday morning. We let people know what's going to happen. It's going to be, you know, we're going to have about 15 minutes of worship, but then there's going to be a time of teaching for about 35 minutes. Then we're going to have a time of a uh, time where you receive communion. And then it's like very, why am I doing that? Very safe. Uh, this is a green space. You don't have to say anything. I'm not going to ask you to walk or not. See, that's the crazy thing about the walk the aisle thing, you know? Close your eyes and raise your hand. I ain't doing that in public. Do you know that I met with a man? Um, uh, I met with a man who hadn't been in church in 40 years. Dang. Uh, until he came to Crosstown. Now he's like 80 years old. 
He's only been coming to Crosstown for about maybe 10 years. But before, from the, so you subtract, no, it was even more than 40 years, but he said that when he was like 20, he went to a Baptist church, heard the sermon, was moved by the sermon. The pastor said, everybody close your eyes. Uh, and if you want to accept Christ into your life, you know, just between you and Lord, raise your hand. He raised his hand thinking that nobody was going to be looking. Well, after his hand down, went down, the pastor said, okay, everybody open your eyes. Now if that young man will come forward, he, he violated the, the trust. He said, you know, he had everybody close their eyes and, and in, the, in the, what was called an intimate space, then he called him to make a public space mm -hmm. move. This guy wasn't ready for it. Um, and he got up out of the church. Instead of walking front to the aisle, he walked right out of the door and didn't come back 40 years later until he came to Crosstown. And that was the reason why. It's because the pastor violated spatial truths. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. um, wow. Yeah, I think that's, I think it's profound. Um, so God created learning spaces. God arranged Israel among themselves into learning spaces. Um, I, I, we don't have to, uh, time to go real deep into this, but for those of you guys who are out there that you like Old Testament stuff, as far as I go as the Old Testament is Indiana Jones. I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Um, so I love the Ark accurate. of the... Anything... Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, I like that. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the Ark of the Covenant, I mean, if you look at how God arranges the people of Israel around the tabernacle you'll see that there will be public spaces and they'll be go from public to social to private to intimate. Hmm. And what also happens is the amount of the crowd that's allowed to move into those places. Right. So God was in the center. So you had prophets, you had priests, you had tribes, and you have families. It wasn't all public and it all wasn't intimate, but it all emanated from a God center. And so there are th certain things that you learned when you were, you know, you came into the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. And then there was another part where you made your offering stuff and you, the labor and the, you know, you took your doves and the priests were there hacking things up and all that. But then, then even the priesthood had like, like Levites or Zadok and there were different groups that were allowed, I think it was like, what did he tell the, the Levites? You minister to the people, but only the sons of Zadok, they'll minister to me. And then, then there was that group that went into the holy place. And then only one got to go into the holy of holies. Mm -hmm. See, it was this progression of revelation that happened. Now, in Christ, we are all invited into the holy place. But those spaces are still there where you have to enter into those spaces. So on Sunday morning, I'm in that space with everybody else, worshiping God, raising my hands, hopefully, praising mm -hmm. with my, my voice, hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, and, and just, but the, and then the spaces begin to open up, mm -hmm. you know? That's why I don't want to preach without worship first because the preaching space hasn't been created yet. And that's also why we don't start the set off with an incredibly intimate song. All right. We don't just open the doors after you dropped your kids off into this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trinity, heavy theology or heavy, intimate, I'm surrendering yes. all to you, Lord, this type of thing. 
all because it's no. We it's rent. Like, we yeah. enter into a rattle my bones, a rattle, yeah. rattle, rattle, <laughs> rattle my. Bones. <laughs> Uh, right on my bones. <laughs> no, uh, but, see, th- yeah, this isn't just stuff that we made up. Yeah. These are all progressions of taken spaces. And, and I, think that's, I think that's something really true. If the, the worship space, I mean, the preaching space for me is created by the worship space. So when I see somebody, no condemnation, but just know what you're missing. When I see somebody that tells, and they will be, it's usually older people, no condemnation to older people. Mm-hmm. Well, your music's too loud. Not really there for the preaching anyway. Well, I'm like, well, that's too bad. You're only getting half the preaching. Well, why are you only getting half the preaching? It's because worship was going to create the sp- the other half of the space for you to get the truth. But you're only going to get half of it because you decided that you weren't going to join with us in that space. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I mean, some of this is lighting up off. I know. Right? It's, it's like it's whenever it, it, we get so excited when we see those doors open. Oh yeah, yeah. Sessions and everyone leaves. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like you're. <laughs> It's kind of like what that but. the Secretary of Defense says to the President in Independence Day. Oh, right. You're leaving now? <laughs> you know, I mean, the whole, I mean, it's like, this all comes down to this. You're leaving that communion time? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think we were doing? But it, that's why when Jesus says, whenever two or more are present, there I am with you, mm-hmm. in, in the middle of you. And, and it's like, well, why would you, what, what if I'm by myself? No, he's there. But there is a difference that Jesus even holds a certain portion of, let's call it blessing, back from us when we isolate ourselves. Why? To draw us into the next space. Mm -hmm. And each space is a promise of a better blessing. So Mm -hmm. um, I think we got enough scripture to back all that up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, Mm -hmm. all right. Mm -hmm. So let me ask everybody, is there someone... Um, in your learning space that um, that helps you go deeper, that you go further with God? Or is there somebody in your public space that keeps you from going into an intimate space? That's a really big thing. Uh, the people that I'm hanging out with uh, right. say, well, can you be a Christian and have non-Christian friends? Absolutely. But just know that's a public space. Um, that you'll probably not get with Jesus in that in that space. Now you may try to draw them to Jesus in that space, but you probably won't get to Jesus in that space mm-hmm. because they don't want to go into that space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, um, I think that's a really important thing. Spaces change the quality of learning. Let me just rattle these off real quick. Four spaces: the public space is usually informational and inspirational. That's usually what the public space is. On Sunday morning, that's usually what's happening. Uh, Though we try to turn Sunday, I don't know if you guys have noticed, we've tried to turn Sunday morning into all four spaces. We know that the, the fourth space, the intimate space, we offer prayer over on the side. That's what that is. That's your Mount of Transfiguration space. Not everybody goes there, nor do we say everybody should go to a prayer partner or everybody grab hands, turn and face somebody, and now you need to pray with them. You know, I'm not going to take the, you know, that's, yeah. but we try to take people deeper into space, but the intimate space is one that, that a person would go to. We built that whole room over there. 
You know, where my where I could put a gymnasium. Oh yeah. Where I want to do shredded where I could be shredded in that room. But no, we turned it into what? It's a prayer room for the me. prayer room. Why? Is because a church without a space for an intimate encounter with God with other people is not is a church that doesn't have enough space for God. So we're just joking. I get rattle off death quotes. Oh man, I'm telling you, the closer I get to God, I got death quotes just like that. It's like um, somebody brought up a good point. Um, Amy brought up a point about social media stuff too. Oh, forget it. About people posting. um, Oh yes, intimate things in the public. Exactly. Yeah. Like if somebody, I'm glad she brought. She reminded me that Mm -hmm. if somebody wants to get into a theological debate about things and people are spewing all kinds of things on Facebook. Well, you know, the Bible doesn't really say this, you know, then they'll cite something from some yak put on there. <laughs> and, um, and then, and then you as a Christian, you feel like women, I really need to minister to this person. That person doesn't <laughs> want ministry. Don't stick yourself in that head. What did Jesus say to King Herod? When King Herod said, Jesus, please come to the temple. I'd like to see you turn water into wine. Jesus sent back a messenger and said, you tell that fox, okay? I mean, that was Jesus' response. So so Amy's right. Yeah. Um, There are things we're not going to accomplish in in the public space. Mm -hmm. And most people in the the Facebook space are not looking to learn anything. Mm -hmm. They're looking to spew something. Mm -hmm. And don't fall into, Paul says, avoid vain arguments. He warns Timothy, don't get rubbed into that. That's not really a learning space. Mm-hmm. Facebook is not a learning space. Mm-hmm. It's a public space. It's informational, inspirational. You gather perspective there, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's what public spaces are. Sunday morning can offer that. Social spaces, they are invitational learning spaces. You are invited to dialogue and exchange, okay? That's, that's so in the social space, there should be more um, invitational learning. So um, you're actually talking to a group of people and drawing in, in that process, mm-hmm. you know, the Socratic method and things like that. That goes on in that. Then the personal space, that's where intense learning takes place. You embrace change in that space. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, the intimate space, that's, I mean, I can't say it in another way, but that's where intimate learning happens. You walk with someone into change together. Mm-hmm. So those, um, so you got to ask yourself, where do you get inspired? Then you've got to ask yourself, where do you get known and trained? Where do you get challenged, supported, and close? Where do you receive affirmation and safety and can safely confess your struggles? Every Christian needs a space like that. And if you're a Christian that's not moving in all those spaces, you are robbing yourself of the revelation of God. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so it's not just, I don't want to get together with those people. It's like, no, I got to get together with those people. Why? Because I really want to know God. And it looks like he's not going to reveal it unless I go with them. 
Mm-hmm. And that's really my heart. That's why we all did mentorship that one time. Oh, my and two, gosh. And to prove to the ladies that we could do it. But yeah, yeah. We did it for <laughs> one year. <laughs> one year. But it was dwindled half, down like that. That's yeah, nice. half of us didn't read the books. I mean, it was funny. We were doing a mentorship <laughs> with about 30 guys, okay? And Chris McClain did it, and he did a phenomenal job. Yeah. Super intense. But, yeah. the, but he's in learning mode all the time. He did, I, you know, most time. of us are kind of like, you're still persuading me. But it's like, he's like, no, man, we got to get done. We're going to cut each other. We're going to put war paint on. We're going to do, you know, you know, William Wallace stuff. And, and so, I, but a lot of people are like, okay, you got to read these books. And it's like, I don't want to read this stupid book. Mm-hmm. First book was, uh, was a fiction. Oh, yeah, the cars. What was Bob's it? Cafe or whatever Bob's it is. Cafe, Something. somebody's Cafe. Yeah. Bo, Bo's, Bo, Bo's Bo, Cafe. It, yeah. it was an allegory. Yeah. You know, it's like... You know, give me an hour and I'll give you an allegory. I mean, it's like, I don't, I don't want an allegory. I mean, if I'm reading sci-fi, I'm reading Dune. You know, I'm reading something about the secret of the 10th planet. You know, I'm not reading Bo's Cafe. Yeah. But we, we read it, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. And we were all blessed by Bo's Cafe. Yeah, yeah. And so um, now we were all using Audible. I don't think any of us could actually read. We, we, we were audibling it. But we... But we all, what we all felt was, we don't want to read the stupid book. And, and uh, you know, and Chris had a good point. You, when we got into that Oz Guinness book, mm-hmm. that was ridiculous, okay? I forget it was Knowing God. I mean, come on. I mean, it's like for deep theologians, and it was like this big, and it was like, <laughs> what do we read? Three weeks. And, but there, and then Chris really made a good point, and I have to say I agreed with him. It's not that you learn everything that's in it. It's, like, it's just that you get your head in it. Yeah. It means just in put your game. head in that space. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't fully understand it, just get your head in the space. Mm-hmm. And that and it was beneficial in that way. But I don't think any guy that went through that didn't grow in the Lord. No, Everybody no. Everybody did. No, I I, yeah. I believe. And so we need to realize that certain truths are activated in certain spaces. So don't try to have arguments with people at work or don't try to lead people to the Lord uh, in the wrong space. Don't... don't ex- um, don't belittle unbelievers about the immorality of America. Why should they care? They're not in the space of holiness. Why would they care what, who should be sleeping with who? Yeah, God's promises weren't for all of them. No, no, no. You should be kind of yeah. beatituding them, yeah, kind of inviting yeah. them. And yeah. That's why, I, and then I'll say this even for the that there are people who have ministries for different spaces. I, mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, what's that guy, Smiley? Um, Osteen. Osteen. Osteen, yeah. Now, I know a lot of people want to beat him up like he's so unbiblical because blah, blah, blah. No, he's a green space guy. He'll, he'll tell you right off the bat. He's a, no, we don't disciple people. You know, that's not our thing. We, we're the call, you know. We're the cowbell, mm-hmm. and, you know, and they ring the cowbell and, and, and people come. He knows that the, they'll probably leave his church and go find another church where they get a little bit deeper into discipleship. So there are some churches that do these spaces better than other uh, other mm-hmm. churches. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Paul created learning spaces. That's why it's a letter to the Corinthians. There's stuff in that to the Corinthians that's not contextual in other places. Then he writes a letter to Philemon. Yeah. And now the letter of the to Philemon, he's like to Philemon, you owe me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You owe me. Okay. You need to get on SMS, bring him back, and yeah. uh you don't have to do it, but remember, you owe me. You know, and it's like, well, you can't say that to everybody, but you can in the letter. Yeah. See, Paul knew how to use those spaces. The letters he writes to Timothy. 
mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, a lot of good stuff here. Yeah. So, I just want to have everybody just ask yourself the question, are you in all four spaces? Um, we try to, as a church, offer all spaces. And if you're not in a space that you think you should be in, let, it, let me know. I'll try to get you to that space. Uh, we Sundays, uh, men's groups. Uh, then there are gr- some groups that are not men's group, but a couple men's group, a couple men in the group. Then there are groups that are accountability groups. You know, if you go to a Chris McLean group, you're not going to a men's group. Mm-hmm. You're going to an accountability group. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we need that group there, yeah. you know. So we have, we have these. Di- so just check to see if, are you in all the groups? Because you're supposed to be. Because there's truth in that group that you're not going to get elsewhere. So it can't so just happen on Sunday. We must have personal, intimate spaces in order to grow in Christ. This is when we should be doing, like, right now, a kickoff for small groups. I know. We should have saved this I one. should have saved it. Who's, where's the producer at? We don't have one. Oh. <laughs> See, if I was more of a visionary, you know, daggone No condemnation. No condemnation. <laughs> um, any questions coming out there? No, we just had... Kathy, she joined in. Oh, there you she, go. Welcome to the public yeah. space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, and Bo's, Bo's Cafe was Dan's favorite book. Is that what Dan said? Kidding. I don't know. He, she said he liked it. He liked it? Or he liked, maybe he liked, maybe he liked mentorship. Yeah, he liked, no, I I kind of yeah. well, like, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I don't particular like I said. I don't want to do mentorship. We gave up Thursday night football games. Thursday night football games to go to mentorship. Okay, that's right. Only Chris McLean. Yes, <laughs> and he looked at us too. And I remember, could, could you know what? Into something like that. Oh yeah, and here's the worst thing. <laughs> Apparently, there was like some big game where Clemson it was, was a playing. Big Clemson game. They're playing some. Uh, they're playing a ranked team for yeah. one of the yeah yeah for the final spots. And so once he gave up that game, we yeah. were like crap. <laughs> we had if no he could give up, and he knew it too. <laughs> oh, he used it. Oh, if yeah. I could give up a Clemson game, you could give up a Patriots <laughs> game against the Jets. You know? Yeah. I'm like, don't you talk like that. <laughs> you don't know how much Tommy means to me. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I think it's all good. Yes. Anybody here have any question about this? Hmm. That's good. Yeah. Because it's all true. It's all, it's all true. <laughs> There's a song about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, why don't you I'll, lead us in prayer? Yeah. Uh, also, before you do that, yeah. before we go and pray to thank God for what he has done to uh, for us. Mm-hmm. Remind everybody that we're sponsoring youth going on the youth trip. Yes. Yeah. There and, a, and stimulus checks are coming in. Yeah, most people I've talked to have received theirs. Have gotten their stimulus so, check? Everybody um, got their stimulus check? No? You almost no? make too much money. No? Yeah. You guys haven't got, <laughs> you got to have a bank account? <laughs> well, are you off the grid? <laughs> yeah. There you, you go. You, That's what you get for that, getting... Uh, that taxes question yeah. cut a little bit too close yeah. to... <laughs> yeah. Um, what was that group where uh, we used to wire money to each other? What was that called? Remember the company? Um, not West, Union? Western <laughs> Union. Yeah, you're still... Western Union's got your check, okay? Unless you have oh, a computer. Yes. Do you have a computer, Liz? There you go. She's, she's not flip get, phoning. She's gonna, she's you got the, flip phone? She's okay, the, she's not getting her stimulus check for at least six months. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man on a pony riding your check to you. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> but for those that have received it. Yeah, just remember. And are, and are just remember to change someone's life. Yes, this would be a good time. Um, and we yeah. got T-shirts. I saw the guys making T-shirts today. 
They're sweet. Yep. So will you be sporting yours? I will be sporting mine, but I'm not can't wear it on Sunday until I give them up some, uh, some, uh, a couple saw bucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't wear the couple, shirt if I haven't paid for bucks. it. Well, yeah. he's the pastor. He doesn't have to give and get a t-shirt. You know, it's like, yeah, we don't play that monkey business around here. <laughs> yeah. Not that I say we don't believe in evolution. But <laughs> no, no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead? Yeah. Father, thank you for the truth um, that we get to see through all of scripture about how you've operated in these spaces and how you've designed us to operate in these. And I just pray that you'll help us to remember and the challenge that we have is to be involved in all of them. Thank you for the truth that you reveal to us in each of them. And I just, um, I ask for all of us to examine our hearts and see if there is a way that we need to get more involved in one or involved period in one. And uh, Lord, we just, we just ask you to speak to us now about that. Show us. And uh, I'm so thankful that, that we get the example to see how, how you operated in these and how um, we get to turn to Scripture for this and see how beautifully designed it can be and how wonderfully it can work if we're walking as you would have it. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 That's great. Have a great night. Yep. <laughs>